Oh, you were just a little too late on that cheer, Father Soren's Ramblers. Just a little too late. Yeah, it was, uh, Eddie, just so you're aware, we had a, a, a one-bit cheer for Fade, Eddie Mack, and Tex. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I'm, I'm sure that point two cents or whatever a cheer bit costs these days was worth it. It is It is a full pa- Well, it depends on what kind of pack you get. But to us, it is a full penny. We will take that penny. We will cherish it. And I will stick my one middle finger up at you and say, fuck you, I'm winning all 11. <laughs> I was going to say, I will not take your penny. I'll just say, you can go to hell. I'm getting all the picks right. Hello and welcome to another episode of the HLS Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Ritter. You can call me MD Tex. And as always, you can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you happen to find your podcasts at. And of course, you can find us also at anchor.fm slash Sons, where you can support the show as well as leave us a voicemail if you so wish. Join us on Discord. That is our live chat channel, herwellsons.com slash Discord. Of course, you can always find us at our home at herwellsons.com. With that said, it is time to bring in Eddie. Eddie, how are you doing, my friend? Ryan, what's good, my man? Uh, it only sounds a little underwater right now. Now I'm hoping it's because the music intro is still going, but we'll uh, we'll find out, won't we? Yeah. So so it may sound underwater on your end. So so basically, oh there you are. Oh there there I am now. Oh oh goodness, this is <laughs> it's the damn bagpipes. Oh man, we're good. I'm terrified now. I'm really hoping this works out. Maybe I have to re-record the intro. Who knows? We will see. So we're 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 always. It's mostly my psychosis here, folks. I I hear buzzing in the audio, and I, I want to get rid of it. I forever will blame uh, Ty Hildebrandt for giving me advice on uh, when I asked him on how to do things, which uh, may have been uh, a, both a good and terrible idea all at the same time. But uh, regardless, uh, our backup of all things is going to be Twitch. And what could possibly go wrong there, Eddie, for Twitch being the backup for the audio? <laughs> I mean, probably everything, but, you know, technology. Yeah, technology. It could never possibly go wrong. So uh, that's what we're going to do here today, folks. We're, we're going to try and see how it sounds. Uh, we, we will roll with it as best we can. Uh, but uh, I guess that's a good way to describe week one. Um, Eddie, I hope you had a better uh, week on the actual scoreboard than ours because it was rough for both of us. I tell you what, Gambler reminded me real quick how how bad this can go. <laughs> between the northwestern just absolute oh. clusterfuck and then oregon all, you know all auburn had to do was kick a field goal everybody would have been happy and maybe i don't know six seconds after i tweeted hey hey auburn maybe just go for the kick they score an insane touchdown there were ugh, there were some bad beats it was not good to already be on the svp bad beats monday night montage 
but I'm hoping to avoid last year where I was on like 60% of them for the first month of the season. <laughs> well, I was right I'm there. Hoping that's just ball in the ball in the water on the first hole. Yeah, we, we definitely put a couple balls in the water. Uh, and, and last week, uh, for for our little thing here, uh, you gained another game on me. You went three and six. I went two and seven. Uh, my week actually went much better on the actual score sheet, despite those bad beats. It could have been much, much better, uh, but uh, I will take. I, I figure I sacrificed everything on our pick'em uh, for for that week, and and in the actual HLS pick'em, Eddie, um, I, I'm dead last, uh, and I'm saying I'm dead last because the only people I'm above right now are people that either joined late or forgot to put in picks, which. The worst two weeks are dropped. So if you go over to herlittlesons.com slash pick them, you still have a chance to go ahead and get in on it. So it is not too late there. Uh, man, I'm, I hope this week gets dropped, but, uh, congratulations to, uh, Davey Dave, who got 20, went 20 and four, sir. God I hope bless you America. I hope you played every single pick. We had quite a few folks that went well over 500. I was very, very surprised. Uh, the the pick'em is it's serious this year. Uh, the the prize package has gone up. Uh, my performance is not quite matching it, and I'm really hoping we get back on there. And we have quite a slate in front of us. Uh, I decided to to pick a, a few more fun spreads because there are some that are way way too interesting. And oh, Shane's in the chat. Hey, Shane, uh, you can tell us if our audio sucks live. <laughs> Shane, oh yeah. Um, so we're gonna have quite a few games, uh, some fun ones, uh, some random ones. Uh, but it should all be a good time. But uh, Eddie, I haven't gotten to talk to you really seriously yet since week one. How how are you feeling right now? About football or about Notre Dame? Because those are very different conversations. About Notre Dame. We're, we're going to go over to the Irish side here. Well, uh, I feel a lot better about my underplay. <laughs> uh, I'm really not looking forward to the Georgia game because I think that they're going to run for about 500 yards. Um, I'm really concerned about the fact of how familiar – Ian Book's terrible footwork, general skittishness, and floating balls to short routes looked because <laughs> it reminded me of a time that I don't want to go back to. <laughs> and, and it's weird how the inspiration for all of that is his quarterback's coach now. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I will I say... For it. I was waiting for the Tommy Reese poke. <sighs> we're... I'm a little nervous about the offense. The defense, okay, they settled down after the first two drives. Mm -hmm. Kyle Hamilton is, in fact, the next coming of Deion Sanders. I'm fully on board. I can't wait for him to be a 19-time Pro Bowler, three-time Heisman winner, six-time Thorpe Award winner. How? I don't know. He's just that good. Good. God, the linebackers are absolute trash. They got some work to do. Interior lines scared the hell out of me. You know, we all know how good Aquara and Khalid are, but it was, it's like when you're playing with a younger cousin in NCAA or Madden, and they don't really understand what offsides means. <laughs> so they just, jump down past the line of scrimmage like four seconds before you snap. Like those guys were so hyped up. The Oh, buddy. Oh, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm very concerned. I'm glad that we have 
a week off now and then ostensibly another week off against a Bob Davies New Mexico because he's a coward. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, health scare. Mm, not buying it. Same same amount of a health scare that Urban Meyer had when he left for Florida. Got got a t- tinfoil hat on, huh, bud? No, this isn't tinfoil. I just think he's a coward. <laughs> it's, it's this is it's great before, that before the three people listening actually take this seriously. That's mostly a joke. <laughs> the uh, the best part is you got spiciest about Bob Davey, who's not going to be there. Huh? I I must say you're you're taking uh, one and zero in stride, which sounds very weird to say, but I mean it was rough. Uh, we didn't cover, and as we all know, great teams cover. No, we sure as shit didn't cover, <laughs> and we definitely didn't hit the team over. <laughs> Those but are some hey, oddly specific complaints, sir. <laughs> a fantastic two-yard pass to Chris Fink on a fourth and five. That will now. I always know why those plays are in the playbook, but I would be happy as a football fan if I never saw one of my teams call one again like that. It's just painful to watch. It's a bad idea. Yeah, you, you, too but, many things have to go right in a game where we well know too many things can go wrong cuz we saw three fumbles in a row for crying out loud. Sure. That that all being said, it was still a three-score win on the road with a weird situation. I'm not buying into the oh, Louisville is rejuvenated because their coach doesn't outwardly hate the players cuz I still don't think they're a good team. But, you know, I'm sure everyone has already listened to the Rakes app. If they haven't, they should. If they don't subscribe, they definitely should to the Rakes report. The winning is hard montage was was very good to read because, you know, we're not Tennessee. Ooh, oh. We didn't we didn't lose Georgia State. They, they may or not uh, be reappearing for the first time on our board because of that shit. <laughs> yeah, we you know, we didn't lose a starting quarterback we did lose a starting running back which is not ideal um so that's not great but it was it was still a win we're not going to get too angry about a three score win just yet so long as quick improvement is shown next weekend uh, I, if, I if ian book still looks like shit next week it's gonna be a problem yeah it's it's you will start seeing me panic as well. Well, uh, we will not relive in the past because we are looking to the future. We are enjoying our hot dog bye week right now. We are we are going to relax. We are not going to have to pick another Dame game, but we got a lot of fun stuff to pick. There's a lot of good, fun, dumb football to have. So, Eddie, why don't you go ahead and lead us off, sir? We may not have any food crimes tonight, but let's go, baby. All righty, let's bring up that beautiful board. And you will see our records there. Now me two and nine, Eddie four and seven with the two saddest two game lead of all time. God bless. Let's let's see if we can we we can undo the damage here. We're going to start off with a little Friday night football. Uh, Thankfully, there is no Thursday night slots with the NFL tonight. So we're not missing any fun tonight, but we're going to give you a little action for tomorrow. Marshall heads over to Boise State, who is now ranked number 24. They are a 12-point favorite at home. The total of this one is 57. Eddie, is Murder Smurf back? Who you taking? I don't think they're back as much as 
hilarious seminal failure is back. <laughs> I think we all enjoyed that Boise comeback, but I'm not necessarily sure that that was all because of Boise as much as it was just Florida State fucking up over and over again. I will say they answered kind of their biggest question of the year is, is their young quarterback going to be able to get the job done? Came out and dropped 400 yards. That's not bad. The thing that scares me here is one, I think you've got Boise possibly in a letdown situation. They're not going to care that much about Marshall. You're coming off this huge upset. 12 points is a decent size spread. There's also, you know me, I like looking at the ticket disparity. As always. Right now, and we have the benefit. We're now on a Thursday. A few more tickets are coming in, and this is for a Friday kick. 70% of the bets are on Boise, but only 58% of the money. Interesting. Very that's a interesting. Lot of, that's a lot of public on the old murder smurfs. So I'm going to take Marshall to cover here. Marshall came out, put up like 54 points on VMI. Obviously not an impressive school, but they know how to score points. I think that Marshall can do enough to keep this somewhat close, but I expect Boise still wins. Well, I am. I'm going to go with the public on this one. I'm going to go with Boise. Uh, I like what they showed against Florida State. Really like Bachmeyer, who I, I did not mention in the recap because my brain was so fried from Notre Dame football. Has the best brother's name of all time, like Buck, Bear, Tiger, Lions, Oh My, or, or whatever <laughs> yeah. it is. Um, I really like what he showed, and I think in the, the first home game, I'm not looking for much of a letdown here because... Man, you, you put 100-plus plays out there. Uh, I, I think you're ready to go when you're the one that's not slowing down. Um, Marshall, I have no real take on him. Like you said, they really didn't play uh, much of an opponent in week one. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and ride that murder smirk train. Uh, um, so I'll go with the public here. I'll take a lay the 12. Well, I will say I, I just realized that in my notes, I had myself taking Boise and talked myself out of it just in this <laughs> mere few seconds so that's the that's the kind of confidence and planning that we're coming into f- for this podcast kids or or a man has principles and he does not like playing against the public and that you, if I, don't, you I don't like playing with the public oh, and right, i did try right. that They're last week yeah i tried that last week and it did not work well on notre dame no less <laughs> mm. <laughs> all right well let's move to saturday where michigan is posting army and Michigan is favored by 22 points. The total of this one is 47 and a half. Now, Army, they burned me pretty hard against Rice because I, I, I was expecting big things and Rice being garbage, and then that turned into an absolute slop game. Army got the lead, happy to sit on it. Rice, just ineffective doing anything. Uh, Father Sword Ramblers uh, in the chat is going to be driving Ubers around while playing the Army fight song in the Rudy soundtrack. So I appreciate the trolling effort, sir. Please don't get yourself killed. We'd love to see you back in chat again after this. I was going to say, Michigan fans are terrible people, so please don't get killed. But I I respect the troll. (laughs) It is quite beautiful. Uh, I absolutely respect the troll. But there's no way I'm going to take a Michigan on a 22-point spread. Army, are you insane? Also, I, I, I I got other family here. Fuck Michigan. Yeah, I'm sorry. What was that? The audio cut out a little bit. I'm sorry. Hold on. <clears throat> Fuck Michigan. Oh, okay. Was that better? Uh, that better? Mm, bless you. Bless you. That, <laughs> that was better. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take Army to cover in this one. And uh, maybe uh, maybe a little sprinkle on that money line. Because uh, we, yeah. we, we saw what happened last time. 
they face a top 10 team in week two. Let's see if, uh, I don't think this one will end up on Twitch, but I'm expecting some weirdness. Who do you got, Eddie? Uh, well, I'm, you again, you ended where I was going to start. First off, we fuck Michigan. That's just how we live our lives. Second, we're going to sprinkle a little on that money line. I, like you, was on Army last week. I was expecting a beatdown of Rice. The thing is, though, Army played the exact game we expected against Rice. They got up. They took the air out of the ball. They turned it into a complete rock fight. Didn't let Rice score at all and just wasted clock. Now, I think we all expected a few more points out of Army on that, but that's the same game plan. Meanwhile, the thing that you didn't mention, Michigan did not look good against Middle Tennessee State. Oh, especially right out the gate. No, Mitsu jumped out to the seven-point lead. They missed their line by about two touchdowns as well. I'm still not particularly impressed with anything that Michigan's doing on offense. I definitely don't think their defense is going to be able to contain the option of Army. I think Army will easily be able to cover the 22. I'm with you on sprinkling a little bit because this might just come down to who gets the ball last. Because here's the thing. If Army gets the ball with, I don't know, 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter, is Michigan even going to see the ball again? Maybe not. Maybe not. That's exactly what happened with Oklahoma. (laughs) Exactly. So I think we're going to see a repeat of what we got last year in week two. Everyone's going to get very, very excited. They may sneak by at the very end, but I think Army's definitely going to cut. All right. Well, next up, we got a blood match, Eddie. Absolute bitter rivalry blood match where Old Dominion is going to head in to Virginia Tech (laughs) as a 28 and a half point dog here. Total of this one, 56. Uh, we, we mentioned this uh, before, Eddie. Uh, so uh, who, who do you got in this one, in, in this revenge matchup? I don't think you can call it a rivalry when Old Dominion owns that <laughs> ass. No, I tell you what, I'm going to take ODU in this one. 28 and a half, that's too many. That hook might just be enough to get the cover. Yes, it's allegedly a revenge game. Virginia Tech did not look good against BC last week. Oh, no, they Lost didn't. that ball game. Boston College was able to beat them. Virginia Tech's offense looked terrible. I don't know if you follow the key play on Twitter. He is a, a long, long-term long Twitter friend. I do indeed. Great, Virginia, great Vatech blogger was just absolutely losing his shit. He's, he wants offense coordinators fired yesterday. Well, I guess five days ago. <laughs> but their offense looked terrible. I don't know that they can cover four touchdowns. I don't trust Virginia Tech to score four touchdowns, cover four touchdowns against anybody. And yeah, allegedly it's a revenge game. Yeah, you're at home. It's an 11 a.m. kick. I haven't seen too many crowds juiced up at 11 a.m. So I'm going to take Old Dominion to cover that 28 and a half. I'm I'm right there with you. I'm taking ODU. Uh, I get the distinct feeling that something stinks over in Virginia Tech. I mean, before the season even start, we're hearing about all, you know, that everybody was disgruntled. It was almost a Louisville storyline, except, you know, it was the, the coach is still there. Now, the the story fed was that, okay, all of the disgruntled employees have now left the building. It is now Fuente's culture. Everybody's on board. They got turkey baking at the turkey bacon at the training table now. Everybody's great. Everybody's happy. And then you go against BC, who I'm not expecting to score many points against anybody this season, and you just lay an egg. 
I, it was, it was ugly. It was just flat out ugly that game. And, um, not only that, this is Bud Foster's last season. This is his retirement tour. And the thing he's known for, his defense coughs up that many points to BC and looks that bad. Oh man, this, this spells all kinds of disaster. I don't know if ODU is going to pull off the repeat here. It would be hilarious if they do. Uh, but yeah, four plus the hook. No, well, four TDs plus the hook. It's not happening. I, I'm going ODU. Uh, next up, we got number five, Ohio State hosting Cincinnati. A little bit of a Ohio pseudo rivalry here. Uh, 16 point favorite is Ohio State at home. Total on this one, 53. And, and I tell you what, Cincinnati looked somewhat decent in the uh, the opener on, on Thursday and UCLA also looked really really bad in that one I think that's also the the complimentary storyline here um, now it should bear to mention that Ohio State failed to cover against Kiffikins Kiffin Kiffin woke the offense up managed to to hold on just enough Ohio State never really pulled away so man in this one Cincinnati looks like they got a functional offense right now uh, and, and Spelt a little bit differently, but Ritter looks pretty good. Uh, so I think maybe they're just going to hang around close enough. I think Day maybe still has uh, a, a little chance to get his feet wet. I mean, we're talking about, you know, it, it's technically a two-possession spread here. Uh, that's that's two TDs and two two-points right now. Um, so I might as well call this a three-possession game. Don't know if Ohio State can pull that out. think Cincinnati will still be up for trying to to move some momentum going. So I'm going to go ahead and roll with the Bearcats and the dog here. I'm worried. I'm taking three road dogs in a row. This ends well. Who you got, Eddie? Well, shit. I don't like the fact that we're going to be paired up again, but I'm also on the Bearcats. (laughs) That's – we're screwed. If if any of you are listening – a parlay against Ryan and I is probably not a terrible plan. But but the problem but, is you have to bet Michigan if you do that. And that makes you an asshole. <laughs> Absolutely. But, well, you know, there's no feelings when it comes to money. I, I would still respect the play just because it's fading us. But when we get back to this game, like you said, Ohio State couldn't cover against Kiffy Kims. Cincinnati with a solid win over UCLA. Obviously, UCLA might still be kind of in shambles and maybe the Chip Kelly rematch tour is not going to be what we all thought it could be. It's it's not looking so good right now, not going to lie. But Cincinnati had a great year last year. I think they're a very solid team. And one thing that you didn't mention, Luke Fickle obviously knows Ohio State very well. Oh, I spent forgot about of, that little side Spent a lot there. of time at Ohio State. So, yes, okay, Ryan Day is a new head coach. I think we all know that he's running the exact same shit that Urban's been running for the last 10 years. Luke Fickle knows what he's going to be seeing a lot, I think. And so, like you said, Ohio State should win this. I don't think that's in doubt. But I think Cincy can do enough to keep this one close. All right. So uh, we're simpatico for all but the opening pick right now. Let's see what happens here because this is one of the big games of the week. We got two big marquee top 25 matchups. And the first one is in the middle of the afternoon. Number one, Clemson hosting the Fighting Aggies of Texas A&M, who is ranked number 12. Clemson, in a top 15 game, is a 17-point favorite with the total set at 64.5. Who do you got in this one, Eddie? Texas A&M being ranked number 12 is ridiculous. <laughs> That's, that ain't going to hold. I'm sorry. This team's not that good. Both teams are coming off a blowout, so they're week one opponents. 
And and to the Ags' credit, they probably gave Clemson the toughest game they saw all year last year. But you have to temper that with the fact that only maybe, what, a quarter, quarter and a half of that involved Trevor Lawrence making his very first start on the road at a very tough place to play in Kyle Field. It's a, it's a very different Clemson that they're going to be seeing, I think. And even when Trevor Lawrence did come in, he played pretty well against AM last year. What solidifies this as a Clemson pick for me is not only do I think Clemson is far and away the best team in the country, the Aggies started talking shit. Wait, hold on, You're, hold on. Aggies talking shit. I don't know what you could I, possibly be talking about, Eddie. I know. Please to clutch your pearls. An unprecedented event has happened. Their left tackle came out and guaranteed a win. Oh God. And my God. No. Like maybe if you're at maybe if you're at home, you can get cute and try that shit. Oh no. Going to, going to fake Death Valley and saying that shit. Ah, uh, that doesn't seem like a great idea. So that's the other a very thing bad that, plan. <laughs> the other thing that I really enjoy, again, we're only on Thursday, but this had by far the most tickets on it that anything on the site had. 76% of bets and 83% of the money is on A&M. How? Folks, folks, they don't make those casinos tall and shiny for nothing. I'm going to ride with Clemson. Oh my goodness. Okay, so I may I may have spoiled my pick there by my reaction to that last little stat because look, I am very well known uh that I, I cheer for the Aggies. Uh even though I, I have some mixed feelings about Jimbo being there and about Elko being swiped. But the thing is uh, there's a reason on a game like like you said, Eddie, there's a reason it's 17 points, even though that this is supposed to be a marquee top team matchup. And look I have been there when, I don't know, Clemson, maybe I was at a game where Clemson was playing a team in the top five, and it got pretty ugly pretty quick because there was a clear talent disparity, and it was very clear that Trevor Lawrence was a superior quarterback to the other quarterback, and the defensive line of Clemson was really, really damn good, and it didn't seem who they subbed out. They could still whip an offensive line's ass, and uh, this... I feel bad for all my Aggie friends. I really do. I, I'm going to be cheering against what I feel is the inevitable. Don't get me wrong. But there's a reason this total is around the 60s, and it ain't because Texas A&M is going to keep it close. This is going to get ugly. I, I really fear that. Kellamon, I'm sorry, he has not impressed me in big games to be able to pull off the upset. Johnny Football ain't walking through that door anytime soon. Clemson is way too stacked on the D-line. It is going to be in Death Valley. It's going to be in the middle of afternoon. It's going to be hot. It's going to be muggy. It's going to be miserable. And Clemson is going to make this just an absolute drumming by the time we get to the fourth quarter. Again, we're simpatico again, but I just can't take the Aggies. The, the only solace I will also have, oh, there's one other point I forgot to make, because we've seen a similar defense try to take on a defensive scheme, take on Clemson. Didn't end so well. Hope your uh, cornerbacks stay healthy all game long, Aggies. Uh, but it's going to be bad. All right. Well, now that we're past that, is we got no, we got some morbid curiosity lines, some very very huge spreads here, and we're going to start with number two Alabama, who is a fifty five with the hook point favorite against New Mexico State, and this is beautiful. The total is 64 and a half. <laughs> and I still may play the under in this one. And 
Roll Tide, take Bama to cover. Because <laughs> I, I think New Mexico State's just going to get trounced. They're one of the worst teams in the nation. This is, oh, you are paying to go to the slaughter in this one. Uh, Bama, they looked a little slow against Duke. I think they've knocked off all the rust. They get to go home. They get to be at home. They get to play somebody they know they can trounce. They're not going to have to try to score in this one. So uh, I've never taken the spread either in a pick like this or in a podcast or gambling or anything, but I am going to do it. I am going to take lay 55 and a half points here. You going to go with me, Eddie? Oh yeah. No question. We're, <laughs> we're rolling tight here. The, I mean, the beauty is we're under the key number. They didn't get to 56. Exactly. So, I mean, it's, it's a bargain. They're begging us to take Bama. <laughs> you know what? I'm walking right into that trap. Here's it's the thing. Bama covered against Duke with a big line, and that was including a scoreless first quarter. Here's something fun. Wazoo beat New Mexico State by 51 last week. Oh, Lord. I'm pretty sure Alabama is more than four and a half points better than Washington State this year. I mean, we, we, we can probably shave a few points with the fact that Leach has a very fuck you, I'm scoring personality. And and Saban kind of just doesn't care after a while. So I don't know. No, Saban, Saban likes blood. Saban likes covering big lines. I have very little concern about this one because even if Saban decides, okay, he'll be a little bit nice and put in second string guys or third string guys, you know, Tua probably isn't going to play the second half. He's definitely not going to play the fourth quarter. I don't give a shit. Bama's second string, third string is going to be able to score on these guys. Yeah, it's a big line, but I don't think it's going to be a problem. Your real value is probably going to be on a first-half bet. I would guess eh, probably a 31-point spread. I haven't looked to see if it's up or not, but Bama first half, I think, is where your real value is at. But I'd still take Bama for the game. You got me curious uh, what that Bama first half number would look like. Uh, I'll, I'll look it up while we go to this next pick. Uh, we'll, we'll time travel a little bit. As we got another huge line, this one not nearly as big, but number three, Georgia, taking on the powerhouse that is Murray State. We got another total in the 60s. This one's 61 and a half, but Georgia favored by only 48 in the hook, and, and they're on one of the, the, the prime numbers there, Eddie. <laughs> Stay, staying under the magic number, baby. <laughs> Still saying Value. So are, are, are we rolling on big spread again here, sir? Hell Yeah. John Morant doesn't have any eligibility left. Chuck Taylor ain't going to help out the racers here. Murray State's trash. Georgia's going to beat them by a billion. This, whatever. This is dumb. This, this is an incredibly dumb game. I love, absolutely love these lines. This is so fantastic. It's so dumb. It's so stupid. Uh, but I'm right there with you. We're, we're riding or dying through this, Eddie. <laughs> this is, this is going to be well, bad. And and look as as the bad as the new bad boys trailer came out earlier this week, I guess that's fitting. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. That, sadly, I feel like Will Smith and Martin Lawrence have better chance than we do. <laughs> but I mean, look, I played some big numbers last week, and damn near every single one of them cashed. Damn near every single one of those huge numbers cashed. And really, look, folks, this is this is lopsided. That's just all there is to it. Georgia is. Look, here's what's going to happen. They they. They're going to go out there. They're, they're still going to try to get fresh for Notre Dame, which means they're still going to actually try. 
Like they're not they're not going to throw the kitchen sink at them, but they're they're still going to want to use this for good practice because they got a big primetime co- game coming up in a couple weeks. Similar to what I hope Notre Dame does to Bob Davy uh, and New Mexico, or they they hurt New Mexico so, so bad, Bob Davy will feel it all the way in New Mexico uh, since he will not be wow. traveling there. I'm Rusty. See, I can be petty too. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think this is just going to be ugly. Uh, and again, begging, begging since it's under 49 with that hook just to take it. So we'll walk right into it again, Eddie. It's a trap. We'll do it. Uh, and that Bama first half, uh, what our friends at, at the Action Network say right now, the consensus is 36 and a half. Do you care to guess what the total is for the first half? On the Bama game? Yeah, for the 36 and a half Bama spread. 39? Pretty much 38 and a half. <laughs> Damn. Oh, it's that safety. Yeah, that's that's what's going to do it. That, ooh, so that's that's a little, I mean, that's a little higher than I would have hoped. Obviously, you need to get that six score. Well, it's not as much value as I was hoping it would be. No, no, not as much. But this is the first. 31 and a half, 32. But that is the first half. I mean, uh, man, I could see five touchdowns. I don't know if I could see a field goal or a safety in there. That's. That's one to ponder. Let's see if that doesn't come down by Saturday. All right. Well, we got a few more games to pick, uh, but first we are going to take a short little break and we'll be right back with the rest of them. All right, Eddie, we got a handful more games to pick here. We are going to start. This brought me so much joy because it brought other people pain. And, and in the SEC, that pain just means more. We are talking about Tennessee, <laughs> who lost to Georgia State. And, and I enjoyed listening to the shutdown full cast, mostly because Holly reacted exactly like I thought she did. It was like, I can't be hurt anymore by this damn team. <laughs> but Tennessee somehow, after all of that, is still favored by three and a half points against BYU at home. Now, there is no earthly way I actually have any kind of confidence that Tennessee is going to bounce back in any way, shape, or form. BYU, yes, they they lost to the rival, lost to Utah. They didn't look particularly great, but I think they have just enough to give Tennessee fits. And apparently, you don't have to be that good of a team to beat Tennessee anyway. I, I look no no dissing Georgia State. Hope you have a great season in the Fun Belt. I don't think they're going to be bowl eligible at the end of the day. And that was the home opener. That was week one. And Tennessee just looked like they quit. If I think something stinks at Virginia Tech, something is fucking dying and rotting over at Tennessee right now. Give me the Cougs. Who do you got, Eddie? Well, on the flip side of of Tennessee's hilarious loss to what I think was a two-win team last year in Georgia State. They were a two-win team. The fraudulent-ass Mormons got... (laughs) Beat to hell by Utah. And the good news is I had bet Utah before we recorded because when the line came out, I was like, yeah, that's fine. And then I talked myself into BYU because of all this dumb shit and bet counts and all this other nonsense. And then they got their asses trounced. But man, Tennessee, like I realized the final score was only an eight point deficit. They lost that game by a hell of a lot more. They had a garbage time touchdown at the very end. Georgia State whooped them straight up. There is no chance that I'm trusting Tennessee. It's just, (laughs) it's not going to happen. I can't believe I'm going back to back weeks on fraudulent ass BYU, but that's how bad Tennessee is. 
That's how little they should be trusted. You know, everyone assumed that Pruitt is kind of a trash human. Turns out he's probably a trash coach. <laughs> I cannot believe we're agreeing so much. This is this is either going to be fantastic or, or just a disaster. <laughs> it's I I know where I would guess that coin flip. I, I have a feeling because I, I have not yet laid anything down yet. I think I might be changing my mind on some of these games. Uh, all right, but let's go to the biggest rivalry hitting the DFW Metroplex. Uh, we're going to shout out, I can now say, former guest of the HLS podcast, UNT grad Sean Bass on this one because he talked about this a couple weeks ago, kids. North Texas heading down into Dallas to take on those ponies. We got a 72 and a half point total. Going to be a shootout here and SMU, a three and a half point favorite. Who are you going with Eddie, known law school grad of SMU? Yeah, my undying loyalty <laughs> for my law school definitely <laughs> rolls into this pick. Um, I will tell you that before three hours ago, I knew literally nothing about either one of these teams. So I did a little research. North Texas returned a decent amount of starters, bunch of guys on offense. Uh, Seth Luttrell has done a great job. I, everyone was pretty much expecting him to go to Kansas State when the old windbreaker retired, and then somehow that fell through and he stayed there. Uh, had a 9-4 and four year last year, averaged just under 35 points a game. Then you look over to SMU. Five and seven last year. Yeah, they scored 30 a game, but they gave up 35 a game. And the sad part of that is that's the best their defense has done since 2013. Then you tack on the fact that they could only beat Arkansas State 37 to 30 last week. Nah, man, I'll I'll take the mean green here. Well, Eddie, damn it. Uh, I can't even draw you offside with the ponies here. Uh, I, I'm on the main green as well. I like what Seth Luttrell's done with that team. Uh, this is probably going to be his last season there, I would imagine. <laughs> Gotta be, right? It has to. Uh, and, and like in that interview with Sean Bass, he's already resigned himself. And look, they still, they're still returning their quarterback, which is huge, and an offense that really functioned well. And look, he, he told y'all as well, uh, Sean did. He gave you the breakdown. This defense is pretty bad because what North Texas did to, to ride in the Sun Belt was their defense was actually somewhat functional. Remember, CUSA stands for can you, uh, what was it? Can you stop anyone? That's what it was. Can you stop anyone? And that's going to be this game right here. Um, it's going to be a shootout, points in the shootout. I think North Texas will end up edging this one out. I think they have a slight talent advantage over SMU right now as well. Uh, so sorry, ponies, maybe next year. All right, let's, uh, Let's go to uh, – man, I, I was I was debating whether or not to put this one on there because it's – but I had to because it was two intriguing storylines for both of these teams, and that's Nevada heading up to Oregon. Nevada is is going to – after a wonderful upset of Purdue at home, they're now going to go up to U, uh, Oregon, uh, up at Eugene, where Oregon is going to try to bounce back. Oregon a 24-point favorite, a 61-point total. And, I mean, look. On paper, Oregon should be the far superior team. Uh, but the thing is, just watching them against Auburn be able to come out against the uh, – when they had the script, everything was flowing good, and then they had to start game planning and reacting and adjusting. And Mario Cristobal had to apparently learn the rules of football as the game was going on because he didn't know when he could put his starting quarterback back into the game and wasted two timeouts with no time coming off the clock. 
an absolute cluster. I don't trust. <laughs> I, I'm starting to lean into the punk cast is now influencing me on this. Can't trust Cristobal with a high spread. That's way too many points. I'm not sure if I'm going to sprinkle money line on this. We'll see how spicy I feel once we get closer to this kickoff. But man, I, I just can't trust Oregon with that big of a spread. They proved themselves absolutely unworthy and bad beat the hell out of me when all, all you had to do was just take the loss and, and not give up the dumb, dumb touchdown and you did it. And now you want me to trust you to cover 24. Not a chance. Give me Nevada. Go Wolfpack. Who do you got, Eddie? Couldn't hold for a goddamn field goal. Mm-hmm. Fraudulent ass ducks. They are not to be trusted. They did this to me last year, and I tried, I tried to give them a pass. But no, no, they wanted to burn me again. And now look, at, look on the other side. We're throwing on the red and black. We're throwing up the two sweet. Oh, there We're it going is. going Nevada. <laughs> they had a fantastic win against Purdue last weekend, escaping one of the worst ref shows I have ever seen in my life with some of the softest unsportsmanlike calls I've ever seen. Was it abomination? One of them, I literally, I rewound it four times to try and find what the call was for. I still have no clue what it was for. And then they have a freshman walk-on kicker come out and bang in a 56-yarder that was probably good from 66 at the buzzer to win the game. And he earns himself a scholarship for it. Oh, we're, we're riding with the wolf pack. We're riding with the wolf pack all year. Let's go. All right, let's do it. Oh, God. <laughs> Too much of green, Eddie. We started off normal, and it's, it's, it's going to be bad, man. Oh, uh, something's got to change soon, right? Uh, well, we'll see what happens uh, with a little bit of uh, some more SEC and, and fun belt action here. As Tulane goes down to the Plains to take on Auburn, who got that awful, awful bad beat against us. Auburn, 17 and a half point favorite at home. Total here is 51 and a half. Eddie, who do you got? I do not believe in Auburn Jesus. I still believe this is a fire Chiswick year. They gifted them. They got gifted a win by Oregon's failure. Yeah, Bo Nix made some good passes in the second half. He still had two picks. Still didn't look that great. 17 and a half is too many points. Tulane put up 42 last week. Yeah, Auburn had a great comeback, but I feel like a lot of that was just stupidity by Oregon. So I do not trust Auburn to cover this. I, they're going to win, but especially with that hook on 17. Uh, and man, Vegas is just baiting me into these right on the key numbers. Like this, is, <laughs> this could get real ugly. Uh, one th- but, but speaking of Vegas, Again, the caveat, it's Thursday. 57% of the tickets are on Auburn. Not surprising. Mm -hmm. Only 26% of the money. (laughs) So, and and Auburn fans are known for throwing cash around. So, somebody knows something, and I'm going to go with the green wave here. Yeah, I think the the Sharps are are throwing something around here for a reason. Now, Now, look, we also know... That me, noted Auburn fan due to family ties here. I, I picked against Auburn. It, we, we all remember this. So I was on the the end of that uh, awful bad beat. As happy as I was, Auburn won. Uh, thankfully, the rest of that week going so well for me uh, made me feel a lot better about it. <laughs> but, you know, uh, apparently uh, they're, they're saying down in the plains, Eddie, Bo knows 2.0. 
They, they found which, their- which is sacrilegious. How goddamn dare they compare Bo Nix's sorry ass to maybe the greatest athlete we have ever seen in Bo Jackson. That offends me, and I don't even give a shit about Auburn. You they deserve to lose every fucking harder game. than the Notre Dame defensive line on Monday. <laughs> oh my god, no, that will not stand. Bo Jackson is a a angelic figure in the world of saint of sports. You don't get to just toss that shit around. How dare you? And how dare they? I hope they lose by thirty. Oh man, I was not expecting that kind of reaction. Anyway, so Auburn apparently has found their quarterback, so they think. Uh, you know, the true freshman, he, he he looked like a freshman. He threw a couple interceptions, but he got a couple touchdowns. Apparently, that seems to be good enough for Auburn. It ain't good enough for me because, folks, I've seen this fucking story before. I can't do it. I still can't do it, Auburn. They should not have covered at all. Come on. They should not have covered. I cannot believe I would. I thought this one for sure I would be differing on Eddie on, but nope, I'm with the Green Wave as well on this one. Uh, there is so much letdown potential here. So much. You you win the big game. Your freshman quarterback just made you know the outstanding. Oh my God, did you see that touchdown pass? If there is not a look down game that's got red sirens and flags all over it, I don't know what else is. This has every making of a freshman playing like a freshman. Auburn fans scratching their heads. They're very Notre Dame-like. We have a lot in common, even though we've never played each other, Auburn. We always seem to like to play down to somebody else's level, and we never just can seem to just beat somebody up when we should, much less if you got a freshman quarterback. Don't trust it. Can't trust it. Look, if I have to fade Auburn all season and that's going to drive him to glory, great. I'll be happy. That's fine. But no, I ain't picking you. Not going to happen. There, There is money on the line for children here, and I've already paid enough. I don't want to pay another $100 today, so I'm agree <laughs> with it here. All right. Well, we have a very, very nice primetime matchup here. Number six, LSU. Number nine, Texas. Six, nice. and it's very nice. And it's six. I almost wish they would have made the hook 6.9. I mean, just just lean into it, Vegas. Just do it. I know it's not your typical hook, but you, you can't get point six points anyway. Anyway, while, while Uncle Brent is out there, he's not setting books, so <laughs> you're not going to get that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Anyways, a six and a half point spread here for LSU on the road, and the total in this one is fifty six. And man. I tell you what, I am so nervous about what I'm about to do here because I am also known Texas hater as well, being being a fan of Aggies, obviously. Um, I don't think Texas is going to be fully back in terms of they're going to pull a sugar bowl here. Look, they are at home. Yeah, they had a, a nice win against a, a corpse uh, last week. They showed they have a functional offense. I think that will come in handy. I think Ellinger is going to be more than serviceable. And uh, LSU, look, Joe Burrow also played very well against a, a corpse of a team. But if you're going to ask me whether or not I'm going to trust Joe Burrow to be able to cover a touchdown spread in a big game, or I can actually assume that Texas is going to be able to make it interesting and keep it within a touchdown, I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'm going to regret this, but give me the horns. Who do you got, Eddie? Tom Herman is an underdog. That's where we throw our cash. 
when Herman's getting points, the betters all rejoice because Tom Herman is an underdog. Ba, 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 ba. Oh my God. Free money. <laughs> Free money. I, I forgot about that very key point too. Yeah, I told you I had a song in the bag for you. You were not joking. Uh, Tom Herman as an underdog. You know what his record is as a head coach against the spread? His record against the spread, because I remember this being mentioned last season. Has he like only lost twice or something insane like that? 13-2-1 against the spread. Jesus. And you know what he did to prepare for Louisiana State? I do not. He knew... He knew he had that big old crawfish etouffee coming in this week. So he had himself a nice little cup of gumbo with La Tech last week and beat the shit out of him. I'm never betting against Tom Herman as an underdog. It's free money. Let's go. <laughs> well, okay. Maybe I won't regret this as much. Okay. So Jesus, we've only disagreed on one game so far. I don't know where we're the, what the Friday night game. Is that all we've got? That's it so far. We are simpatico on the entire Saturday night slate. So let's see what we do at pack 12 after dark, the battle of the backup quarterbacks. The total of this game is at 45 for that reason. And at one point, depending on what line you looked at, you may have seen either team initially favored in this one. Stanford now ranked number 23 Southern Cal still unranked. They are at home. And they are the huge one-point favorite in this one. Eddie, very interested to hear your thoughts on this garbage matchup. Bet the goddamn mortgage on the under if you still can. <laughs> I try, So the news came out about – I'd been home for a little bit. It was about 7 o'clock, I think, that the news came out that KJ Costello is out, which isn't a surprise, which that might be – I think we've all had plenty of calls where targeting has been called and we've been angry. Several have come against Notre Dame players. When KJ Costello took the forearm shiver to the dome three seconds after he had slid, I know I had tweeted out, well, that Northwestern guy's gone. A bunch of other people tweeted out, oh, yeah, that dude's done. Mm -hmm. Not only did they not throw the flag for targeting, they didn't even review it. Nope. Sure did. That was... That was one of the worst calls I've seen in my life. If that's not targeting, then I definitely don't know what the hell is. But so Costello's officially out. Both teams are on backup quarterbacks. Oh, God. Just bet your mortgage on the under and then run away because that's all that matters. Stanford obviously destroyed me with a montage-level bad beat on that scoop and score. No one's got a quarterback. When it comes to Southern Cal, Slovis came in, went six and eight. He did throw a pick, but he was throwing decent balls. And he still has weapons, whereas Stanford, I don't think, has anything on the offensive end. You know, at least Clovis can just chuck it up, or Slovis can chuck it up and hope that the Pharaoh goes and catches it. I hate both teams. Obviously, my hatred for SC runs far, far deeper. But between some more weapons at home, which they might get half the stadium filled for this one if they're lucky. And currently, and who knows if any of these bets are going to hold because, again, the announcement just came out about Costello late today. It's off the board at Bovada completely. Yeah. Up until today, with 
a decent amount of tickets on it already. 76% of bets and 71% of money were on Stanford. My guess when it comes back on the board, I would think that maybe you move up to SC minus three. I wouldn't expect a ton of movement because what? KJ Costello is not exactly a world beater. I don't think anyone was too scared of him. I'm going to pick Southern Cal, which I hate 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 doing. If anything else, it might get us some disparity on a pick for once. No, no, it doesn't. Oh, God bless America. As soon as you started talking about Slovis, I'm like, damn it, he's going exactly where I am. Because that's what I mean. I, I watched. I watched the entire game against Fresno, and and the main takeaway I have should have lost. Oh, they should have lost that game. But besides that, the, there was two takeaways I had. One was Fresno. Jesus Christ, you had every opportunity to take the game over, and you just couldn't do it. The other takeaway I was like, damn, that Slovis kid's really good. Now Stanford's backup QB situation, I have no idea what it is. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I have a good feeling it's not quite KJ Costello. And like you said, Eddie, there's a big skill position weapons disparity here. And one thing that SC was able to do somewhat against Fresno State. Now, Fresno shot themselves in the foot. Their defense, excuse me, their defense was able to keep some things in front of them. So it's not like Sanford's going to be able to run all over them. I, I have no idea. This is like a Shaw's wet dream right now because... Basically, this game's going to be played in between the 30-yard lines for the majority of the game, I feel. (laughs) I I really don't know how many trips to the red zone we're going to see by either side. I really am going to be interested to see where the under lands if it does come back on the board. Uh, Because if it's anywhere close to 45, damn, this thing could be like 42, and I'd still consider taking it highly. This I I would not be surprised at all if we get into the 30s I wouldn't either. That's the only thing yeah, that would scare still, me away. <laughs> what's the lowest? What's the lowest number you would still take the under? Because like anything down to thirty-five, I think I'm still good. I think thirty-eight might be where I'm getting a little bit scared. I get I get more spicy with my overs than I get my unders because uh, that's th- fair. There, because in college football, I feel like there's a lot more uh, that can go wrong that leads to points than there's a lot more that can go wrong that doesn't lead to anybody scoring. See, well, I mean, overtime over alone. Yeah, overtime alone could do it, which, God, <laughs> that would be the most depressing way to lose this under would be if this game is zero to zero going into overtimes and they have like seven OTs of stupidity and they cover. <laughs> I've, I have lost a game that went to OT at 28 points combined. The over under was like 52 and they just blew up in overtime. <laughs> God. All right. Yeah, but I, I'm on Southern Cal as well. Um, I mean, this is might as well be a pick em. I, I really do think SC is going to end up winning this. They're at home. Not that they have a huge home field advantage, but they're at home. Stanford is going to be in, a, I think, a serious. They, I, I wouldn't even know what that team is when KJ Costello is at QB because that first half against Northwestern when he was playing, they, they look like garbage against Northwestern. And yeah, SC is is going to be able to put up a little bit more of a fight than uh, Northwestern did. Uh, put up a little bit more of a fight on offense than Northwestern did. Excuse me, I need to be very clear about that because uh, North, as bad as Stanford looked in that game, even when Costello was in, dear, dear God, Northwestern looked far worse. And and once Costello went out, they got nothing going. So I was like, whatever, we got the lead. We're just going to sit on it. So I, I just don't expect much to happen. This is going to be this is going to be primo. Pac-12 after dark. 
I, I I actually cannot wait for this. I'm looking forward to it. But there you yeah, go. I'm 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 hoping I get back from LSU Texas fairly inebriated, and this game is just a gong show. Oh my gosh, it will be. All right, so Eddie, we had eleven picks. We agreed on ten of them. <laughs> I'm I'm looking forward to teasing the ten against us, parlaying the ten against us. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, uh, we've never done this. I think in, in the, what we've done this for like three or four years. We have never agreed this much on a slate of games than in this scary. This is extremely scary. I thought for sure your SC hatred was going to actually lean you to the trees. Thought for sure. I I was thinking the same for you. I I thought somewhere along, I thought you would take Auburn. I thought you'd, uh, there are so many options, but now here, here we stand, my friend. Here we stand. Holding, holding hands in front of the gates of hell. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, uh, that is going to do it for us in the picks. But, of course, we have to let Eddie lead us on out into a college football weekend. Children, we have enjoyed one win as my microphone falls down. Maybe we didn't enjoy it, but it was a win. And wins are always more enjoyable than losses. It wasn't South Florida, and we're not Tennessee. So, hey, life could be worse. Yeah, we lost our starting running back. That's not great. Sure, we can't stop the run, and we're going up against a team who's going to be very, very good at running the ball in a couple weeks. Let's worry about that later. Future us will figure that out. Let's enjoy a week off. Ryan and Shane and Jess told you about all sorts of food crimes you could do. (laughs) I guess do those. Have some beverages. Enjoy some football. Maybe shenanigans happen. That's the beauty of college football. Shenanigans are always around the corner. And at least you don't have to watch Stanford SC. Don't watch that game. (laughs) Bet everything you own on the under. But don't watch that game. It's going to be very bad. I'm watching it every second of it. <laughs> Ryan hates good things. And that's why he has me on this podcast and talks to all of you. I love you all. Good night. Go Irish. And hail Gambler. Oh, all right, folks. That is going to do it for us. As always, thank you for all of you that joined us live over on twitch.tv slash for little sons. And of course, for the podcast, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts at. Join us in Discord. That is our live chat channel, herlittlesons.com slash Discord. Of course, you can always find us at our home at herlittlesons.com. Till next time, guys, enjoy your hot dog bye week. Go Irish. Have a good one.